We're joined now uh, from, and we've interrupted his vacation, former head of the Public Utilities Board, Graham Lane, joins us live this morning on 680 CJOB. Graham, what was your reaction when you heard the news from yesterday? Not uh, totally surprised, Jeff. I, I imagine that the um, Hydro's Board of Directors was finding it very, very difficult to um, meet their fiduciary responsibilities. All right, so we're we're talking, you know, partly about the technicalities and what the actual issues are, but it's it's difficult to to look at this situation from the outside and not come to the conclusion that that there's there's something in terms of the culture that exists here that is making that is making life difficult for a lot of people. Is that your sense? I think basically, I've, I've um, I think Pallister is basically um, spinning. Uh, a tale of of uh, difficulties with expense uh, expenses being uh, required by one organization to bring down the board, but I don't think that's the issue at all. I think the problem is is the board has had difficulty dealing with the Pallister government to get to the root issues of the problems that uh, confront hydro. And okay, and so what would those difficulties be? Then what what are the problems? Well, Hydro is basically uh, bankrupt, uh, supported basically by uh, guarantee by the province. Um, they went on on that uh, MADCAP uh, expansion program uh, before having um, long-term export contracts signed that uh, would have provided uh, sufficient revenue to carry it off. And it hasn't worked. The expenses uh, rose. Um, all the cost uh, estimates that they ever made for those dams have been uh, Doubled at least um, the, uh, the renewables down south have, have uh, cut into the demand for uh, firm power from Manitoba Hydro. So everything has basically gone wrong for them, and uh, Hydro um, isn't getting any help from the uh, the government with respect to the risk that the uh, they're putting onto the poor ratepayers. Uh, they basically got into an adventure trade. On an export, and they're looking for the ratepayers to pick up the uh, the charge. Right, we can argue, and I think it has been argued, and you're probably one of them. It could be argued that that these projects should have had the brakes put on them. We could have kind of swallowed our losses and walked away, and cut our losses and walked away. But given that, now, what what position is the provincial government in to assist Hydro with the current situation? What could Brian Pallister be doing? <laughs> he should should acknowledge the fact that the government has put hydro into a position that it can't get out, out itself. Um, they only have, have a couple of options. One option is to take debt off of hydro and uh, move it over to the consolidated fund and deal with it over, say, 30 years. Another option is to cut back the uh, $400 million of levies the hydro um, pays to the provincial government uh, right now on an annual basis. Um, they um, they should probably um, reevaluate the the projects that they have got still going. Uh, they're still spelling, spell, spending about um, a few billion dollars a year as they continue working up to complete uh, the bipole and the kiosk and the 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 line that they want to put into the U.S. It, it it almost seems too late to put the brakes on those projects. But if you were in charge, would you at this point, even even at this late stage? I'd freeze it until I'd understand it. 
the, 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 the cost explosion in the Kias thing is something to behold. Um, they basically got a contract with a large American outfit, and it uh, appears to be cost plus. And, um, um, and even on the bipole uh, routes coming downtown, uh, do they really have to go through the um, um, prime agricultural land? Um, um, the, they're, the dams themselves and the transmission lines, um, they, they've, um, they're not needed. That's what it's cut down to. Uh, they went on an adventure uh, trade. They assumed that the Americans would buy the power at uh, escalating prices over a period of time. It hasn't worked out, but they can continuing uh, prodding this uh, dead horse. And the, it could be... Um, Damage significantly the the economic situation of Manitoba. Well, as, as the Lakota used to say, and the Lakota were no fools, of course, when the horse is dead, dismount. You got it. <laughs> so, That's right, exactly, so. exactly right. We've got more losers and losses um, uh, than we've got any uh, spark of uh, life in this organization. I mean, probably they should be bringing in the bankruptcy uh uh, experts and trying to figure out how to get out um, at less cost. This is perplexing from a political standpoint, isn't it, Graham? Let's just sort of switch into the political realm. That the Pallister government was in a position to put the brakes on these projects to say, look, we had, we inherited this mess from the previous government. Uh, we're not going to go ahead with a, a bad business deal. We're going to put the brakes on it now and take our losses and, and, and at least put a freeze on it. But they, they chose to not do that somehow. And that's perplexing. It's very perplexing because I, he, um, Pallister actually promised to um, halt the projects and do a, a review. And that's now uh, approaching uh, two years ago. And instead, they've gone on spending basically $10 billion a day, uh, bringing in consultants. Um, yeah. They're spinning their wheels. Um, they, they brought in a corporate board. They won't let the corporate board uh, manage its operations. Uh, sufficiently to allow them to continue um, it's a it's a colossal mess and uh, as i said before we've got lots of losers here and lots of losses to come now so you believe that this this uh, 70 proposed 70 million dollar payout to the manitoba metis federation is is one of the small issues connected to this but that's not really the big one i wouldn't think so i think what the board said they said that they couldn't um, uh, deal with several critical issues related to finance and governance. That's pretty, uh, that's heavy stuff. This isn't a bill, a bill coming from the uh, Métis Federation. This pure spin, basically, to take uh, the public's uh, attention away from the problems that uh, face, well, basically, the public as a result of this madcap ongoing fiasco. Graham, there are, there are those out there who still insist that the the end game of the Pallister government is to sell Manitoba Hydro. Well, who would buy it? Would be my question. Well, they probably could spin off, or sell off a Centra to begin with. Um, there's major, major uh, surgery is basically required, and uh, it has to have. Uh, a willingness to um, address these issues directly. 
and not trying to slough it off on a, a public with, of which uh, has about 30 to 35 percent of low income. Um, another uh, large group that um, uh, can't get natural gas for heating, so they rely on electricity. Um, this is a major, major thing. And we could damage our industrial um, uh, situation as well because we've got large uh, uh, um, users of our electricity in, in indus- industries uh, that um, require uh, recent uh, uh, costs. And uh, the only promise the uh, Pallister government appears to be putting on the table is 8% a year for year, a year, 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 year. And where does it end? I mean, um, uh, if the whole thing back to 2004, they probably wouldn't have built Wascatum, Kiask, the Bipole Tree, and we'd be looking at rate increases of no more than the rate of inflation per year. And now instead of that, we've got superinflation, um, a corporate board that's walked away from it, and then a government that clearly doesn't know what it's doing. What does the, this walkout on the part of the board do to, to investor confidence, to the, to the people who are in charge of our credit rating? Does that have any kind of an impact there? Well, you can imagine it. Generally speaking, when a, when a corporate board walks away, you bring in the uh, bankruptcy, um, uh, and see what they, can, uh, what, what they can realize on the dollar. Um, uh, they have lost um, their board. <laughs> and where do you go from there? Um, would you give any confidence in an organization where a board of, um, you know, uh, influential people have walked away from it? Um, I doubt it. So is, is actually selling hydro an option? Could, uh, do you foresee that that could be pondered? Yes, it should be pondered, but it, uh, they've got the central gas that was bought, bought uh, and um, they could probably spin that off at least to give them some operating income. Um, the act has to be changed. Um, uh, the current situation has to be recognized. Um, I guess, uh, you know, the follow-up question, Graham, is would, would any government in Manitoba that sold Manitoba Hydro ever get elected again? Who knows? I can't, can't imagine how this one will, <laughs> given the situation we have right now. Um, very, very difficult situation. We've got uh, originally the NDP uh, uh Creating, um, driving this um, bus headed for the the, the ravine, and uh, the, then we had Pallister coming in saying he was going to stop it and uh, review it very, um, with, you know, take a really good look at it. Instead of it, he, he kept it going, and brought in a corporate board with um, impressive uh, pedigrees, and uh, they walked away from it too. It says something in volumes, and it's got not very much to do with uh, the Métis Federation, but I suppose it's a convenient uh, sleight of hand by the uh, desperate government. Graham Lane, thanks very much for joining us today, and uh, we appreciate you letting us interrupt your vacation. No problem. Graham Lane. Thank you. Graham Lane is former head of the Public Utilities Board.